We are live on YouTube, on Rumble, Twitter, and we'll soon be live on Rockfin as well. This is Propaganda Report. I'm here with Ian. Thank you for joining me, Ian. Today we're going to be talking about DC's honey trap problem. More not new Epstein news. And if we're able to get to it, maybe the top risk of 2024, according to one of these uh, EU organizations. (laughs) The top story, and I didn't want to talk about this again, but I knew that I would because it's filling up the news right now with the Epstein files because they're releasing them slowly to keep people engaged in the story like we talked about, not doing the binge watching, so to speak, of the Epstein files, getting people to have to wait every day or so. And We can't handle all of it at the same time, Brad. No. And we can't handle the truth on our own. They need to be be Do you care? Do you have that much uh, paper in your printer? To print up all these files I, that they come out? I'm surrounded by files. Like, if I took this green screen down, I would be knocked unconscious with the amount of papers. Boxes and boxes. It's like Mar-a-Lago yeah. in there. Yeah, I have all the Epstein <laughs> files printed right behind me. So, so I, anytime somebody comes over, I can hand them a copy. I want everybody mm-hmm. to have a copy of the Epstein files. I used a printer from 1997 that has the tabs on it and the, the perforated paper. That's what I used That's to print it out. So I'm still taking off. Printer. Yeah, I'm still taking I'm still taking the tabs off the papers. Well, I, I'm using a typewriter right now with my computer. Oh, no, it's just I prefer to use the old school iron typewriter. That's how the NSA you can't the NSA can't track your typewriter, or can they? So now I'm going to be taking this Fuck. thing apart. See. <laughs> so it's been all over the news today about the latest batch of the Epstein files, and I'm going to talk about it because this is this is the same thing that the media always does when they report on Epstein. They only report on Epstein-related stories because right now they can do so in a way that maximizes the damage to Trump while minimizing the damage to Clinton, the Clinton, Mm -hmm. the whole family. And right now is a perfect time for that. And this is probably why these documents were released at the beginning of 2024, which coincides perfectly with the 2024 election campaign, Mm -hmm. A time in which the media can get the most use out of the Epstein files because Hillary is not running for president and Trump is running for president and he's running for president against Biden, who, while he has no problem showering with his young teenage daughter, is not mentioned in the Epstein files. And I expect at some point, old Biden will mention something about Trump and the Epstein files in an upcoming speech. That's the prediction I have. Any comments? Uh, I, I have, I, I mean, <clears throat> it's so, the, the connection to Trump is so weak when there's, it, when there's over 50, uh, what they say over 50 different times when Clinton's name is mentioned in, yeah, yeah. in Epstein, Trump is mentioned for an in-country flight, in-country right. flight yeah, from New York to Florida. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what he was originally mentioned in. But there was new ones today. Oh, that, oh, okay. They have the new story. And none of this is new, by the way. I say new. Right. One. None of this is new. I've been reporting on all of these things since 2016, specifically the one about Ghislaine Maxwell skipping out on her deposition for one of Epstein's cases back in 2009. I told you about it the other day. Mm-hmm. And she lied saying she's going to be taking care of her mother in the UK. So she couldn't come to her deposition and said she'd never be coming back to America again. Only two months later to be photographed at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. I've been reporting on that since 2016. It comes out of the news yesterday as though it's brand new information that's been revealed. 
And the reason it was real, revealed now is for what I just uh, spoke about a moment ago, because right. Hillary Clinton's not running for president, so right. it's not going to do as much publicity-wise. No, there's going to be no legal uh, um, cases, uh, no pursuits of actual justice in this. This is about damaging people's reputation. And, and it's the, such a, and it's so weird because it, it, what I'm hoping for, and what I think we're all hoping for with an Epstein file, this is what I'm looking for, is more of like um, a Heidi Fleiss black book. Right. I think right? that's what people thought they were getting. Yeah, and and we didn't get that. We didn't get the Heidi Fleiss black book. We we just got the same. We got a bunch of people. I, I sent the one about Trump originally. You know, they said, "Hey, look, Trump didn't visit." Because I guess in a testimony, uh, someone was like, "Yeah, I don't remember Trump ever being there." No, I don't recall. I sent that to a friend, and and he was just like, "Oh, anybody? That doesn't mean anything. That's not very convincing." That's. Right. Uh, but I'm sure the story that came out today yeah. will be very convincing to the same uh -huh. person. But you said Heidi Fleiss is funny because CNN the other day, they teased it for like an hour how we have the newest batch of the Epstein files. And here to talk about it with us is the D.C. madam. No Fleiss. fucking so they brought way. It on. I didn't actually. These people are <laughs> fucking shameless, man. Yeah, they are. I mean, oh, did it, they really bring her on? Yeah, they brought her on. Jeez, they brought her on Louise. as an expert guest to talk about this. And so this is a propaganda technique that it's written about in Shit. a book I talk about a lot. They should have gotten a real pimp to come in and talk Seriously. about it. Seriously. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> in this book, Propaganda Techniques in World War, where it's like when, you, when there's information that you can no longer keep private, mm -hmm. that you know it's going to come out just because too many people know about it, uh, that it's going to leak then you control the release of it and you release it at a time when you can exactly, as I said earlier, you, you can spin it to serve your narrative instead of damage your narrative. Mm -hmm. And that is what I think one of the main purposes of these Epstein files coming out right now is because when, when Hillary, like when she ran for president in 2016, the media suppressed any talk of Jeffrey Epstein. I, I mean, they did not oh, I, let it yeah. come up. I have an, an example that I'm going to show you. I, I made this video where I do a mock interview making fun of Brian Stelter, and then I insert a clip of how he helped cover up the Jeffrey Epstein story a year before he became the biggest propagator of it when it could be spun not as a Clinton scandal, but as a Trump right. scandal. When anybody who's read the documents The knows thing is, Brad, what, you don't, what I don't think you get is you realize that Brian Stelter was doing that for our own good. Oh, I know. You realize yeah, that these, these yeah. people are just helping us by not giving us the full story. Right. They're, they're, they're protecting us from uh, uh, our fragile – what would happen to us if we discovered the truth about our Like, leaders, like Hillary said, we don't, you don't need to show the people how the sausage is made. No, she, she said something I, similar to that. You remember that? I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see how she makes a sausage. Yeah, yeah, all. I don't want to see how she touches sausage. So Give that's me that sausage. That's actually Kaylee there. So this is before she became Trump's press secretary, yeah, or whatever it was. But this isn't from 2016. This is Brian Stelter silencing her and calling what is a provable fact at the time. I had already covered it. A yeah. bunch of times on the show. She was my this. favorite press secretary of She's the last few yeah. years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. A best looking one, I would say. Other Not than for uh, sure. what was the short guy, little guy who went to the dancing competition? What? <laughs> the, the, what's the guy's name who would get all angry then he ended up being on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, gosh. What was his name? I can't remember his name. They go through so many of these poor guys. They do, because they're professional liars. Is really oh, yeah. Are, yeah. 
But this is Stelter in 2016 shutting down a provable fact about Jeffrey Epstein calling it fake news. There's a man named Jeffrey Epstein who was convicted of child pornography. Bill Clinton took several flights with this individual, and there were some real questions as to why these see, flights this were not type, on the books. What happened? Oh, good gosh. This is the type, um, she's going to say, this is the type of attack that would only happen because a woman is running for president. Welcome, is that what she's going to say? Yeah, well, no. Uh, she, I can't believe that messed up. So I made this whole parody video of that, and, and it, it stopped right in the middle there. Let's, let's try it again. Well, so watch Stelter's eyes when she brings up Epstein. Oh, this is my favorite eye thing eye. to do is, is watch how they're, watch the facial expression change as they're about to pounce. Right. So I actually. Because they're hearing it in their fucking little ear thing. I did a slow mo zoom in Stelter's eye, eyes uh, um, in this video, actually. Here's Jeffrey S. Epstein was convicted of child pornography. Bill Clinton took several flights with this individual, and there were some real mm-hmm. questions as to why these see, flights were not type, on the books. What happened exactly, on these flights? Yeah, are we really exactly going to do this? Yeah, are we really going to go down these big rabbit holes? They are two separate things. All right, great. So, so are we really going to do this? Are we going to go down these fake news rabbit holes? Let me see if I can find the part where I zoom in on this. Yeah, here. No, Brian, you're too fat to go down a rabbit hole. ...used to help Epstein get that sweetheart deal. Anybody who's interested in finding out more about how much of a monster. No, see, I see. I, I tell people, I direct people to links here, by the way, in this part, that are gone from the Internet, that were taken down from the Internet at the time. That's how much they were suppressing information that they now are kind of willing to talk about. But I did get a zoom in of um, Stelter at some point. Right there. Look at that. Look at that. So this is when she first brings up right. uh, Epstein. Several flights with this individual. Bill Clinton took several flights with this individual. Bill Clinton took several flights with this individual. And then you tried to make her sound. So, right. And that's the the whole point is they would not talk about this when Hillary Clinton was running for president because I mean, they really, knew. Are we really going to go down this fake news rabbit this hole? Fake news rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah right. We're going to go down the fake news rabbit hole. But now, a year later, actually, they started in 2017 and then they did it again in 2020. And now they're doing it right now is they're talking about Epstein stuff, none of which is new. I, right. I, I have not seen one new piece of information. Maybe I've missed something. But every liberal and progressive is just now learning what we've known for the last five, six years. And they're learning it in a controlled manner, presented right. by the media in a way that can damage Trump while Hillary is not right. in the limelight, or Bill, or Chelsea, uh, for right. that matter. And... Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh. So the story about Trump that they're talking about today is, I mean, I want to find the exact claim that's being made. Okay, so, so Trump against Biden, who is, Biden is not in the Epstein files. But this top story that's going around today, it, it, it's, it's being reported that Trump, he... Uh, there was a woman who showed up and an e- her email showed up in one of these documents that were released. And, and this is actually old because I've seen it before, who says that her friend is a secondhand source. Her friend told her that she had sex with Donald Trump 
at one of Epstein's houses and that Donald Trump really loved her nipples. And, wow. and and that this secondhand source saw her nipples when the two of them took a shower together and she thought, wow, that looks like it hurts. And, and so that's the main claim is that Trump was banging. So and, and they didn't say this girl, the secondhand source did not say her friend's name, nor did she say her friend's age. And that's one story. Now, that's being reported alongside. It's not being reported in isolation. It, it's being reported with a, a, another story that is about the same woman claiming that she has seen the secret se sex tapes that Epstein filmed of Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Richard, Richard Braun banging Epstein's sex slaves. And, and that she has sent USB hard drives containing the data of these files all around Europe, like a kill switch, like a dead man switch, you know. But those files were never produced because mm -hmm. this woman threatened to take them all down at one point. And, and this all happened years ago, right? Right. But she actually retracted the statement in 2016, the claim that she made. And then again in 2019. No take backs. She made it up. No take backs, no do-overs. Totally. And, and look, I, I know that there can be pressure campaigns that can try and threaten people to do that. I, I'm not mm -hmm. dismissing that possibility. But what I looked at when I was researching this case is I looked at a lot of the claims because every time there was a claim against Clinton, it, 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 there would always be a, a claim against Trump that was presented. And then when you dig into the credibility of the claim, uh, and I've never voted for Trump. I'll say that again. Mm -hmm. I thought Trump was a pedophile when I started researching this. Every time I dug into the claim in the background of the person involved, Clinton's always kind of checked out as, man, that's that seems pretty bad. Why doesn't somebody ask about it? And Trump's kind of, checked out as that seems like a smear i, I am right. more than open to actual evidence that trump did sure. something and, and if he did big then by, lock him up of course they're not mm -hmm. going to do that to any of them mm -hmm. but it, it's the same technique they're using where they try and every time they release these epstein files they throw something in with clinton and then they have the media jump on it to in a coordinated fashion maximize it to make it into something that it isn't and what they did with this here is instead of reporting those two claims this woman made which she's retracted mm -hmm. them but reporting them as separate claims this is a headline that i first saw today about this they reported it like this epstein accuser claims pedophile had sex tapes of trump clinton and prince andrew and richard bronson new documents that's not the claim. That's not actually the story. That, that's, that's, that's conflating, put, combining the two together. Mm -hmm. They claim the other three had a sex tape and that he just had sex with one whose name we don't know or age we don't know. Again, and I, I have to keep qualifying this, fuck them if there's any evidence that he did any of that shit with Epstein. But I, I will remind you because I talked to the lawyer myself. This is why I'm so adamant about this. I think people get, uh, I don't think people always like it when I talk about this because uh, uh, people dislike Trump. People, some people love Trump, some people dislike him. But I actually spoke to the lawyer of the victims myself, and there's been a video of this guy saying the same thing, where whatever you think about this, he told me that of all of the people that he tried to depose during a, a 2009 trial related to the 2009-2008 trial, and all of them, like uh, Glenn Maxwell, I told you earlier, all of these elites use creative ways to get out of their deposition, except mm -hmm. Trump. They subpoenaed Trump. Trump picked up the phone. The lawyer told me his name is Bradley Edwards. And he said, he told me everything he knew and, and he was very helpful in the case and he had nothing to do with Epstein's operation. I believe this because look, if they had something against Trump, they would lay it out. They would <laughs> right. lay it out. Come on. 
It, this would be a slam dunk. Um, uh, you know, I tend to believe that Trump is probably an outsider among elites. They probably don't like him a whole lot, um, especially now. Um, he obviously is a guy who doesn't play by the elite's rules. I don't play by the rules unless you get great nipples. Right. And, you know, you know, as far as, like, voting for the guy, it's just more fun. It's just more fun to vote for him than Biden, wouldn't you think? You know, I mean, I, I just, when I was thinking, because I was talking to a buddy about it the other day, and I was like, look, I get it. I understand abstaining. Sure. But if I have a chance to decide who we get to hang out with for the next four years, I mean, this is one time. And you're talking to a guy who the very first election I could ever vote in, I voted for Ross Perot. That's no, the, the I remember when you didn't like Trump years ago. I, remember when you didn't even like I didn't like him at first. <laughs> I didn't like him at first. I was a little like, what, what is going on with this guy? And uh, then when I started to see that like headlines, like let's say if Trump passed a, a bill, like if Trump passes Feed the Children bill, MSNBC would run that story as Trump force feeds children to death. So he could later have sex with him at Epstein's mansion. Right. And so when I started to see, because what the Epstein thing is to me, and this is kind of what the Epstein thing is to me and what's so infuriating about it is it's proof just once again, a reminder that there are shadowy forces that control all of us Completely. and they will fucking kill you in your jail cell and yeah. they'll they'll bust the camera, they'll strangle you to death and they'll look at you and go, huh, what are you going to do about it? Camera broke. Yeah, and the security guards fell asleep, right? Yeah. Totally. Security guard fell asleep. I mean, it, it, that's kind of what I'm leading to with this is that it's right. evidence of how the world really works. And so I'll say this about Trump. I, I don't vote for anybody at the presidential level. I think they're all too compromised. Uh, but I agree sure. that Trump is funnier. Uh, funnier. He's funnier. way funnier. You know, and, and I try and follow the evidence of this stuff. And, and um, I, I, again, I, I thought they were probably both pedophiles. And I did some pretty extensive research on it. None of the documents coming out now is any new information that I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that this is simply a ruse to put this back in the media narrative so that mm -hmm. Biden can use it or whoever can use it during the 2024 uh, campaign. But mm -hmm. if somebody does have evidence, then I, take them down with all the, take them down, take them down. Like take let's down like, like our, like our, one of our good, like one of our good friends says, let's have that pedo parade. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, the, the storm is coming. It's one of our friends says there, uh, Tony, thank you for the tip over there on rock fan. I appreciate that, man. So one of the reasons I think, because I thought it was interesting that, that a number of these similar stories have come out uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, um, Epstein, his operation down there was a spy operation. Oh, and sure. An espionage operation. Absolutely. And there's no doubt that it was. That's why he was, he was killed by the CIA. I don't, I think he could be alive. If he oh, was yeah. killed, maybe, but I think he could, could very well sure. have escaped. You know, he was on a floor in that prison. I did a lot of research on that prison where there's been one escape ever in its history that happened. It was like 25, 26 years ago, I think. And it was on the floor that they moved Jeffrey Epstein to right before he died because that had access to the roof. <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm not convinced. He knew. He, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they put some kind of body in there. If he was a spy... 
then maybe they got him out. Maybe they killed him. E- either way, you think they just uh, he didn't a, kill himself. <laughs> they murdered his clone and just put the clone's body in there. Maybe, they grew. They yeah. grew a clone. See, and that's why you don't life. want to be a body double. I was thinking about that the other day. People talk about the Biden body doubles, the Putin body doubles. Well, I mean, you you better get be paid well if you're a body double. Yeah. Because your job is to be assassinated, essentially. So. Sorry, my uh, no, my your cat's cat. recovering cat's from surgery, and he's <laughs> Ian's cat just had a major surgery, so he's working double duty, taking care of his cat as well. So as I'm, he's know. he's decided he was moving around, and he got tangled up in something. He's uh, he's heavily sedated, and it's hilarious. So he's hammered. <laughs> oh my god, he's so. He's funny. like Joe Biden giving a speech. Your cat is. Oh my god, it's so bit. funny. So uh, Epstein's operation, even if we get, gave him the benefit of the doubt that he was not a, a spy to begin with. Any person who has that kind of access to wealthy people and that influence over them, and not, yeah. they are going to be targeted, and they're going to be well, given an offer, and they're going to be co-opted into a spy organization. What do you know? What do you know about? There was a safe on Epstein's island that they opened up. I think it was his, on his island or at his house. Anyways, they opened up a safe. They found all these USB drives. The FBI did, yep. but they didn't have a warrant for it, so they left it there. And they came back the next day, and it was all gone. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just coincidence. If these were my employees, right? You know, if if I was, if it. I was sitting in my office, and my agents came back and said, "All right, here's the deal, uh, Ian. Uh, we opened up the safe. We, you know, we left, and then we can't I'd be like, you guys are fired. You guys are fucking idiots. I don't. Well, yeah, maybe David Copperfield had him disappeared. That's probably true. They could That's do right. It. So it's That's how they got rid of all those kids. They David Copperfield. poofed them. Uh, he, didn't want, he knew the incriminating information. He sawed them in half. Yeah, stuffed yeah. them in rabbit yeah. hats. He put them in a box and he <laughs> sawed them in half. Which is, uh, I think, it is Copperfield, I think, that was there. That's the funniest part. It was, me. yeah. I know. My mom used to take us to go see him when I was a kid. That would be a really great. Oh, yeah? Was he good? He was great. We used to. I used to love going to see magic shows as a kid. Yeah. You might be implicated then. I know. To see David Copperfield show. I think it'd be a great sketch to have a bunch of these elites on Epstein's Island. And every time the feds get by, uh, Copperfield <laughs> just snaps all the evidence and disappears it all. <laughs> that's how That's how they got Epstein out of prison? Yeah, he, yeah, that's exactly how they did <laughs> that's it. How got out of prison. David Copperfield is the biggest asset to the elites. <laughs> <laughs> we need to investigate that guy, but you might get disappeared if you try and do it. So, but a lot of debate about is if you're on Epstein's list, does that make you guilty? It makes you investigated. I mean, you should be investigated to see what your ties are, in my opinion. But also, when you look at it through the lens of this was a spy operation, very clearly, yes, then they're using the same techniques of espionage and sexpionage and compromising through honeypots as the CIA documents in their own manuals. Uh, they're using the same things, right? So you look at mm-hmm. it that way, it becomes more believable. And then I, I think that a lot of people, because they, they just never, it, be, it was such a strange story, like out of the movies to them, that it was hard to believe back in the day. I, I think that now we've kind of come to see that this is just how DC operates. Mm-hmm. I think more and more people are realizing that, that Jeffrey Epstein's Island is not some rare thing, that it's no. actually everywhere and, and how people are controlled worldwide when they're in power. And there's another story here mm-hmm. that's getting overlooked because of this Epstein thing that I, I found really interesting that it's not really getting talked about. It's, and, and, yeah, no, it's uh, just a really quick. Uh, first, they want to find out if you're corruptible. If you're not corruptible, you're out. If you are corruptible, let's corrupt them and then hold it over their head forever. 
Absolutely. That's it, how it, it fucking works. Never go to a bar if you're ever elected to office in, in Washington. And leave, don't ever leave your drink unmanned because you'll wake up probably with some uh, underage women around you or men. And there'll be photographs taken. Yeah. Don't ever go into a Senate room with yeah uh, never. without a condom. <laughs> right. Or after midnight. With or after Fetterman. midnight. Yeah. If we, don't go in with Fetterman and Lindsey Graham. This would be the worst night of your life. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, what a great – if I was a porn producer, I would make January 69. And what it would be <laughs> is it <laughs> – it would be – it would be <laughs> all these guys storm the Capitol for a giant orgy. That's the only reason they went in is because they QAnon to... told them the world's greatest orgy was going to be happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys going down to the orgy day? You might have a future in, in uh, porn script writing with that idea. Ian. I'll just get chat GPT to write that for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the story about this honey trap um, operation going on headline is high-end sex ring in boston and dc areas was honeypot scheme by russia china south korea or even israel to ensnare u.s officials intelligence experts uh, believe this to be true and, and um it, it talks mm. about these six brothels in the suburbs mm. of boston boston and dc mm. that they believe are or have been set up for by a foreign nation they don't know which one exactly uh to use as espionage honey trap and they raided this place like back in november uh, the feds did and prosecutors say they're looking at charging 28 people that are related to them and and the brothels they say they targeted these high-ranking officials and, and defense contractors but the mystery behind the brothels is which country was behind it they believe russia china korea or even israel could be the candidates behind it and that they just put the they put these south korean people as the front men and women of the operation, mm-hmm. as one unnamed agent said, as a false flag, everything's unnamed. But when it's an unnamed CIA agent, it raises my suspicion even more. But I, I st- the whole ba- background of the story, I think, is probably absolutely prevalent uh, across the country, especially in these areas. And it's down here. So it says that members of Congress military officers and national security contractors who possessed security clearances were among the steady customers at the high-end brothels that were uh, run by this, uh, this ring. And that they keep calling it the ring, the sex ring. The ring's clients who paid up to 600 bucks an hour, wow, included corporate executives, professors, lawyers, scientists, and the military contractors in the government. And to entice customers, they uh, set up websites which purported to propose uh, was helping photographers find nude female models looking for work. Here's some image of the nude female models looking for work there. Whoa. <laughs> right? We are looking for these, these. These look like two AI-generated images. They really do. That does not look real. Why is the why are the faces only partway fuzzied out there? Like that's. Hello, <laughs> we're looking for work. Lots yeah. of restaurant experience. Type sixty words per minute. Is that, is that, I mean, is there any photographer looking for this? How's this woman stand up? She looks like she weighs 100 pounds and her breast weighs 70 of those. Yeah. She looks like she's, those are inflatable. Perhaps. Perhaps that's with the, part of what the photographer was into, inflatable breasts, capturing the moment of deflation. But it says here that investigators believe they had uh, 
wait a minute. Uh, so, so they set up the, the photographs helping the nude females, and they've made so they've made like a million over millions of dollars from photos of these fake. Uh, well, I say it's fake; they look fake to me. Yeah, but of these uh, porn stars, none of the clients have been identified or charged course because then i can do one because the others will flee but they say they could soon be unmasked after federal prosecutors uh announced the uh investigation seeking criminal charges so we hear about the unmasking and now in this story they're saying they will soon be unmasked how long have we waited for epstein's client so-called clients to be unmasked which by the way they haven't been unmasked none of epstein's clients really right. haven't been unmasked. there's no black book they haven't told us anything right yeah, it's just more it's just it's just more chaff. There's no wheat there. So the, the it was in DC, they talk about the political headquarters where they set up the operation. So the whole thing that they talk about in this article is, is that they they would not have set up these brothels in DC right kind of in the heart of of where uh, you know our politics uh, operates and in Virginia right next to the CIA if it wasn't a spy organization because the way they did it, it wasn't profitable. Mm. They could have, they laid out how, had they just been trying to make a bunch of money as a, as a brothel, they would have done it in this specific way and doing it this way. There's mm. no benefit to them except Intel and espionage. That's the theory behind why they believe that it was four brothels. Yeah. That were set up and, and the Massachusetts one also has there's defense contractors that are surrounding uh, that place, including uh, Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, and there's the top tier universities like Harvard and MIT, which if a bunch of these MIT and Harvard students are going to be recruited to these spy agencies that and they're in college. What a good, perfect time to do a little sexpionage yeah. on the Mike Fang Fang. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Again, I'll yeah. remind people that Fang Fang is dead. It doesn't right. usually get reported. She's right. dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it says here, this is a former CIA agent. He says, the most valuable information in Washington and Boston are government secrets. A former spy who is well acquainted with honeypots <laughs> said, if you open a prostitution business that caters to wealthy clients in those cities, you'll get a lot, you'll get a lot of people walking through the doors uh, that have access to them. Any thoughts, Ian? Uh, my, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I think I'm really just, um, this is, uh, this is kind of depressing, dude. I'll be absolutely honest with you. It's kind of depressing that this is what it's turning out that our entire government, I mean, we all kind of knew it, but to the extent that which it just runs on compromise and blackmail and, uh, you know, uh, they're not really representing the states. They're representing these foreign countries, these foreign entities. They're, they're not helping us at all. And everyone's just banging hookers and kids. And it, It's like if you want to bang hookers, then you set out for a career. Do you remember what? Jerry Springer got caught because he wrote a check? He wrote a check to a prostitute. He wrote a check to a prostitute. And that to me is that that nothing says I'll never get busted like I'm going to write a check for something illegal. Right. And then he became like this amazing talk show host after that. Right. And then, <laughs> exactly. And then, then these people fail up. It works in Hollywood too. It works, it, you know, it, it, it's very, man, it's, it's just really, I got to say, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out uh, by hearing about all these brothels and kid fucking and, 
Yeah, it uh, does. People with no subject. backbone and no integrity that we're paying lots of money to with our tax dollars. Right. And so I've always, it's a horrible subject, but people are, so, they're under the thumb of these leaders and they're so influenced by many of them that I've always found that exposing some of the realities of what is influencing those people who are influencing them can help people realize that they don't have to look to those people for, for power and influence that they can, uh, take some of their own and embrace some of what they have because the people who have been telling them that they have to rely on them for so long and kind right. of demeaning their own abilities are actually the ones who are compromised and they're lying to people. And it's, it is weird that this stuff is being exposed the way that it is. I don't know if it's to like neutralize it and, and like normalize it. So people are like, yeah, no, I'm voting for the guy who's in the uh, pedophile ring because he's representing uh, our county the best, like to where it oh. just gets to that ridiculousness. I know. I had I had a friend say to me, he goes, you know, I'll never say this out loud, but I'm I, I'll never say this to anyone else, but I'm not exactly sure what a pedophile actually is. Yeah, you uh, you, and I was like, you I, I said, yeah, just 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 ask a kid getting raped by one, and they'll tell he'll tell you. Right, yeah, you know, look it, in the mirror. So this idea. What what's happening is we have so much free time that we're just questioning things that we already know to be true, and we're right. questioning them so much we're doubting ourselves, right? Like the fact that you anyone is questioning what a pedophile is. It, although I will say that when in my neighborhood when we were kids, we had some creep. We were all we were walking home from school. We were in like sixth grade. We're all walking home from school. It was me and four of my buddies. And this guy pulls up and he's, he's like, hey, kids, you know, doing the whole pedophile thing. Go over to my car. We started calling him a pervert and throwing rocks at his car yeah. and cursing him out yeah. and flicking him off. And, You're right. and, and that's, he, and that's yeah. how you deal with a pedophile. That's when Jeffrey Epstein drove away and said, I'm never doing this here again. I'm getting an island. Yeah, I'm getting an island. <laughs> it was funny. I remember throwing rocks at his car and calling him a pervert. It was a lot of fun. There are people that just seem so obviously creepy that I sometimes don't understand how others don't recognize it. <laughs> yeah. So this spy who they're interviewed for this article, of course, he's unnamed, says that says the obvious, really. He says spy agencies deem financial stress, greed, marital problems, and feeling underappreciated at work to be exploitable vulnerabilities. Extramarital affairs and sexual promiscuity, promiscu promiscuity I, can't, I can't speak today, and deviance are other helpful vulnerabilities, which is why honeypots are a time-honored practice of intelligence agencies. And they had, so they, what they did is they got this big two-unit like apartment they had these huge bedrooms and comfortable, comfortable furniture where they would bring the clients over there to unwind with their companions. And it says, in this relaxing atmosphere, a government official might feel the urge to impress a young, attractive woman by dropping names of prominent colleagues and holding forth about his important responsibilities at work. So I, I read that part of this article and I'm like, I thought the whole point of a prostitute was that you didn't have to impress her. Yeah, I thought the money is is all she needed. Like that's the main benefit, is it not? That you don't have to try. You just, I you think just, you, you what's pay the money. What's important to remember is these politicians are dorks. They are dorks who got powerful. Right. But look at them. They're dorks. 
Okay. I, I mean, honestly, no, they're absolute dorks and they're going to have to pay the money. I, I, I don't know if maybe there's some sort of standard where it's like if you do impress the prostitute at the end of the act, she goes, you know what? I would have slept with you anyway. Here's your money back. I don't know if that's the standard to these places. I don't know why these guys are trying to impress the prostitutes. Yeah. I don't know. That's 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 stupid. That's really lame to try to impress a prostitute. Yeah. Listen to this, dude. So the people who wanted to be a client for this, these brothels, they had to submit a membership application and book an appointment. And they had to submit uh, the required documentation of a government issued ID, phone and email contacts, employer information and credit card records. Can you imagine like a, you're a phone call? Hey, we're calling from so and so brothel to verify uh, the credibility of your, yeah, no, he's, he's equipped for your brothel. You can take him in, but it says that all of these people, these, these military and business officials, they provided all of this information. They, this they, well, this is the kind of thing where I think like the, you know, they're telling each other about it. That's how it's gaining any kind of credibility. It's like promiscuity. Oh, you, yeah. Denver, thank you. <laughs> Denver help, help me enunciate promiscuity. Okay. Kind of, gotcha. but yeah. You, you're right. Yeah, they're like, oh, you want to, you, you, you feel a little horny? Yeah, well, I look, dude, I know a really, really good brothel. I mean, it takes a little bit to get in, but I can get you in. I can get you in the door. You got to reject them the first time, maybe. Oh, my gosh, that's, that's so harder. smart. That's so smart. <laughs> yes, reject them the first time. And since they're nerds, like you said, that works, that, that tactic. Oh, it totally to does. But that's why they're so, that's why they're so corruptible is because they never partied. So now they're taking in, now they're, seriously, what? What grown man is falling for this type of temptation? I'm sorry, but it's it's kind of like honestly, I have no respect. Like sleeping with prostitutes is is fucking weird shit, man. I'm sorry, it's just weird. Yeah, I'm just gonna make them. it. I'm just making a judgment call here. I just I I just don't get it. I, I don't. You know? Yeah. I, so I I think they throw. I'd probably throw these women at like I, I would never want to be in, in DC. I, I no. just imagine that they when it comes to the opposition research we hear about, Brad, they, they probably neither, just scour these people. Neither brothels. you and I would go very far up the ladder in DC. I, I wouldn't get far at all. I, I don't think either one of us would get no, far. We would not get kicked out of there. And then then we'd be like, Where are our hookers? You didn't throw any hookers at us. Yeah. I mean, except now I'm going to, like, I'll have scandal after scandal of things that I didn't do. Right. That's yeah. It'll it be like, like sexist because we didn't, we didn't give into the hooker. Yeah. They threw or the trans hooker. I, I don't know. I'm sure they threw trans. Yeah. Right. I turned down a trans hooker and, and now I'm, I'm a transphobe. It, it, so here's what it says here it says in a way, well executed honeypot, the woman who serve as the bait, build personal relationships with the marks, tease out information that helps uh, assess their weaknesses and test what they're willing to do. The girls start by asking for a small favor that's at the edge of the target's comfort zone, the edge. Uh, try, and they try to keep expanding that comfort zone and turn small favors into big favors, said the former officer. And that the honeypot's aim is to obtain compromising information, but they say weaponizing it is rare and counterproductive to the primary goal. So they don't just give the information to out them. So this is where it connects back to like Epstein's Island. Mm -hmm. and all that. It, is, uh, it says it's easy to get blackmailable information into public, but that creates a public scandal, um, which means uh, your target loses his job, his life is destroyed, and so, so is his value. So the value to the espionage uh, spies is having the information to use without exposing it so you can control the people and compromise them. I mean, it, to me, this article is just describing Epstein Island 
in another story that's going on here in the States. And I just, they don't focus on this stuff because they want it to seem rare. And reality is, it doesn't matter how much you like somebody. If, if there's some weird stuff going on, investigate it. Just look into it. Like, that's what I did with the Epstein court. You can find most court files available on certain websites, like official websites. You might have to pay a little bit for some of them. But the court files of any associated cases that anybody's been charged with stuff like this uh, uh, are always very different, the story they tell, than what the media tries to tell you that they got mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like, it I, is crazy. I mean, I think this is why, you know, you made a point earlier about voting locally is is the way to go. You know, that that's that's where you make any right, kind of absolutely. real change. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's where Forrest Mommy in the in the chats is she ran as a libertarian in Colorado. That's what you well. gotta do. Libertarians are just gonna have to get out and and get, I think, into the local politics if they wanna have any effect at the national level. Totally. And, and check this out. This is for coming from that CIA agent here. He says that um Thank you, Dana. If the feds, Dana wishes Ian's cat uh, to get well soon. If the feds eventually conclude a foreign intelligence service was the hidden hand behind the brothels, the public may never know about it. So Mm. I think that's probably the truth, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I know you got to get out of here uh, fairly soon. So let's do one more quick story. And uh, because I wanted to do this story, I wanted you to be. uh, exposed to this story, Ian, because I think it's just the most ridiculous thing. So the hashtag Me Too thing, I I was against the hashtag Me Too thing from the second it started. I thought mm-hmm. it was stupid. Stupid. I thought the believe all victims thing was stupid. The believe all women thing was stupid. You should not believe all of anything. Yeah, I know. It was all stupid. You should believe all of nothing. You shouldn't believe certain identity. It's just... but make, it, All it does is undermine people who've actually been victims. Even women and women. Oh, that's your audio there. So, what the hashtag MeToo movement effectively created was a scenario where women who were actually victims of rape got treated exactly the same as someone who got bumped into in a crowded bar when someone was trying to sque- squeeze their way to, to a bathroom, which I actually saw a video Right. The Washington Post put out that, that had a woman saying someone walked behind me at a bar and bumped into me that right before that they showed a woman talking about a brutal rape that happened to her in an alleyway and they're treating them the same. Right. I so know. that under how many people got prosecuted for the hashtag me too? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, and look, I mean, right. And how many I heard this a lot, you know, when, when there would be innocent people swept up in it. And I had friends, I had friends that got, that lost jobs. Okay. Because now this is, they were teachers in performing, in the performing arts, but you know, one of them was now married to a former student. Right. But simply because they had met six years ago while they were in class together, someone used that as an opportunity to get him fired, got him fired got fired lost his lost his job lost his career because he ended up sleeping with but then marrying and these are adults these aren't that should be the children. requirement if you sleep with her you got to marry her if you're a teacher yeah. <laughs> right? no i know what you mean it's messed up 
Yeah, I know. I, yeah, it's just it is. It's just kind of messed up, you know. Because um, the, the 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 reverse isn't true, right? Like you know, I was telling you about the the person we know who. Uh, God, we got to play that video, the I'm fat video. You know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> we got to play that video sometime. She married her high school English teacher. They got engaged like the summer after she graduated from high yeah, school. She, she married her rapist. I know. God, we got to play that video someday. I'm fat. Definitely. <laughs> this is what this leads to, this story I want to show you from the uh, Daily Mail, but it's in multiple different uh, publications. British police probe virtual rape in the metaverse. Young girl's digital persona is sexually attacked by gang of adult men in a immersive video game, sparking first investigation of its kind and questions about current laws, uh, about uh, how current laws apply in the online world. And if you've ever been in the metaverse, if you've ever put on one of those headsets. No, I'm never going to do that shit. It's weird. It's very weird. What it is, these avatars right now, is disconnect you don't even have a a, a a real body you have like a torso and disconnected floating hands right so somehow you're raped you're, you're i don't even think the legs exist from what i recall yet yet they're raped right and the argument like take the headset off because I saw, I, I've covered stories like this over the past couple of years because I'm like, it's coming, it's coming. And once it comes, the, if they actually establish some sort of law around this, then rape will be subjective. You will be able to accuse somebody of rape for looking at you yeah. in a way that made you feel raped. Yeah, I know. Because that's what we're, this that's, is. No, that's where we're getting to. We're getting, that's what we're getting to is, is just like with insurrection. If you, if you, if you feel like it was an insurrection, you feel right? insurrected. Yeah. If you feel insurrected. <laughs> then it was an insurrection, right? Absolutely. And so this story to me is just the culmination of what they, the metaverse has really gone nowhere, but this has progressed and it started with can somebody. I, can I just you, say, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, why am I giggling about this? Like why this is, uh, this is not serious reporting. This is not a, why didn't this young girl just take her, Headphones off, number one. Number they two, have, yeah, number two they about that, yeah. where are the parents, right? Exactly. You know, if I, I always say, I don't have any kids, but if I ever had any kids, this is what I do every single day. <laughs> yeah. Every single day. There, here's a list of stuff you got to do. I'm changing the Wi-Fi password every day. And here's a list. You got to accomplish these three reasonable things, yeah. and then you can have your Wi-Fi. And you can go have gang sex inside the metaverse. In the same room that I'm in. You don't get to go to your other room. Nah. I mean, this is stupid. Well, the parents were probably standing outside. They were probably uh, raped. Wa wa watching their kid get raped, gang raped, with a headset on. There's nothing they could do. So, can't get these off my head, mommy. Well, what they say to that is, is they say that in that moment they are paralyzed in fear, oh, and it feels so me. real they don't know what to do. So they they're frozen and they can't take it off. Right. And, so, where yeah. was the conversation with her parents after this was over? If I mean, yes, it would be distressing and annoying, but I would look at my child and be like, okay, there's going to be some new rules about using this. Yeah, right? don't use it. Yeah, like, don't. Don't put your underage kid in the metaverse. Exactly. I, this so, fucking stupid. I went into this, it was like a poker game. I, my, my friend had this headset, and I, 
Uh, I used to talk about it a lot. I, I tried it a couple of times, and I, I went into this, like, it was a poker room, and you're just floating around there, and it, it does seem weird. Like, it does seem like you're kind of in there, but it seems like you, it's obviously not real. And I looked over, and I see these two uh, bodiless, it's just two uh, torsos with floating hands, like, slamming into each other, right? Like, they're trying to walk by each other. And I looked at them, because you can talk to all these people. And I said, are, are you two humping each other? And they said, we're trying to, because it was like a joke they were doing. And uh, it, it wasn't nothing visceral or real about it. And then I went to the poker table and demanded everybody show me their vaccine cards. Yeah, and then I got hilarious. out hilarious. <laughs> I'll bet you at some point in time, this is where people are going to be working. You, you will actually, like, because they already talk about digital. You're going to own places there. People will work there. There'll be entire industries in that other world, right? Right. And that is when I start robbing people blind. In Why the real world. I'm just going to start robbing houses, <laughs> you know, big moving van. Everyone's hooked up on the internet. I just, I'm just moving grand it pianos is. and chandeliers onto a moving truck. It's, you know, that's the idea is that people will work in there. And as Denver points out in the chats here, that the metaverse is is a failure. It, it's because they have that headset thing on that makes it really nobody wants to do that. I, I no. think that thing was part of a project to like develop contact lenses that combine with AR, but it doesn't change that they're still using these claims of rape in the metaverse to investigate real rape that could translate into real law that applies in the real world. And that standard that would apply would be if I subjectively feel raped, then I am raped and it, can, it must be investigated. Because when your body, you're not in the same room. As yeah. the people who gang, you're not even in the same state as the people who rape you. It feels really dangerous to be online in the UK. There's crazy. always these fucking, there's always these stories <laughs> about cops coming to your apartment in the UK and arresting you for something you tweeted. Right. And there was that woman, was that, what was that story where the girl said somebody looked like their grandmother and they arrested her for. Yeah gay bashing yeah yeah, yeah 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 the British yeah, people i, I know that. were cool but the laws over there not so cool no not so cool here's a little bit from this article just to get the uh you know context of the reporting it says uh police are investigating the first case of rape in the metaverse after a child was attacked in a virtual reality video game like you said the first question is there what why are the parents uh, allowing it to happen the girl was under the age of 16 and said to have been left distraught after her avatar was gang raped by online strangers Gang raped by online strangers. That's an interesting because the avatars don't even move that fluidly. It's just if weird. my child came to me and said, I, you know, I'm really upset. Um, well, why? What happened? What's going on, dear? Well, my video game avatar just got gang raped. I, I, I'm sorry. Could you say that again? Why are you upset? Okay. My video game got gang raped. <laughs> yeah. Can How do imagine, you deal with this? What can do you, you imagine being in like a, a recovery group where everybody's telling their story and one person tells it's this brutal incident that happened, it's just awful that happened to them. And the next person says, Yeah, it's a lot like hers. My avatar got gang raped in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't I would even, think, yeah. I can't even touch uh can I can't even look at a computer. And this is what the the they report about this. It says the headset wearing victim did not suffer any injuries as there was no physical attack. 
But officers said she suffered the same psychological and emotional trauma as someone who had been raped in the Wait, real world. The cops said that? Yeah, the cops how, said that. How do they know? They're, they're cops. <laughs> how do these freaking cops, how would they know? Right. It, it, it's Well, we tested it with a rape kit. This and although the there was no, no biological uh, information we could gather, we did determine that she did suffer the same exact trauma as a real rape victim. She had the same expression on her face as the actual rape victims. You know... A, a, an imaginary rape. If you just imagine you're raping someone at them, it's the same thing. Right. So Denver says that this is fake. And, and it's got to be. The rape is fake, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. It was, a, it was like a It's not a real troll. rape. It was a troll. Yeah, right. But, but the claim, though. And right. That, that's, the, that's why I wanted to bring it up. It, it's right. Because it's being put into the news and it's right. actually being looked into. By police, it's totally bogus. But that yeah. is, this has been what the goal of hashtag Me Too is since the very beginning, is to get to the point of believe all women based on a subjective feeling or or men, depending on who they accuse, and that undermines all of the actual victims of these crimes who never actually get treated more seriously than bogus uh, cir <sighs> circumstances like this. Don't let your kids use the computer without you watching. Uh, it's it's terrible. You got to put come on. on there. Come on. And you have this chairman of the police and crime uh, commissioner's office over there saying that the government needs to look into changing the law to protect women uh, from harm in these virtual environments. Really? They need to change the law. So imagine that. Imagine how it applies to video games. Right. You punch a, a, a feminist in Red Dead Redemption. Suddenly you're arrested in the UK. What if I misgender someone? Arrested, probably. Mm -hmm. But your avatar was a giraffe. Oh, so it's that, and it becomes bestiality. That's a whole mm -hmm. new section of the law right there. Yeah. So, and it all goes back to the passing of the Online Safety Act, which was passed, uh, I think, in the UK, and it's being modeled around the world, which kind of basically can, it polices speech at a very high level. I don't, I don't remember all the details offhand, but it classifies hate speech as just very fluid and, and things that go against the narrative and it makes you never want to get online again. The yeah. Online hate speech. Yeah. I think that's the proposition. I mean, you and I have watched and I'm sure most of the people listening and watching this it, have, were around for the dawn of the internet and seen how it's, it's, it's hard to remember, right? Because we've been with it for so long. Yeah. But if you think about, Think about how different life felt when there was just MySpace or before that Friendster. Remember Friendster? Yeah, top 10 on my MySpace. Yeah, you had to pick the top 10. I mean, it's just uh, – it's it's now it, – online carries so much more weight in the real world and it's very annoying to me. It, it, um, yeah, right. No, it's I, totally different. I, I got off social – I was off of uh, social media for about a year and I got back on because one of my childhood best friends died and nobody fucking told me for 10 days. Damn. Yeah, because they were like, oh, we forgot you weren't on Facebook anymore. So nobody, nobody called you? So nobody called me. Nobody thought to tell me. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. So I'm like, I guess I got to be on this stupid thing just to find out when people die. <laughs> No, it's right. It's how people communicate. It's, you, know? you don't even 
people change their phone numbers and stuff. I, I my Facebook account's gone. I got hacked and stolen. So yeah, I, I get what you, I feel you, uh, Denver. It, it's 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 such a ridiculous thing, but it's another part of that narrative that is trying to give control over to the portion of society that complains the most and plays the victim the most. Mm-hmm. And that th- that's like, like the person who walks up to a guy working at the Delta line and says, you're misgendering me and films. And he's clearly not. It's just clearly set up it, it, trying to make this radical part of society, which totally is, would be giving the worst people uh, that are among us, the, the power over the rest of us. And this plays into that right there. And I, I don't expect the metaverse to ever really get popularized. Not the I, way it is now, but. I think I know how I'm going to end up going out. Uh, I'm going to eventually get a homestead going, right? I'm going to get some seeds and stuff. I'll get a homestead going and um, I'll just be hiding from AI and the drones and right. all the people who have become cyborgs. I will not have fused right now. I will, I will, you know, uh, attack a robot or a, a yeah. or a drone and I'll wear them as an exoskeleton. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'm not going to integrate myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, I, I might like use their technology. Yeah. yeah. I'll use my tech, use their technology against them, but I'm pretty sure I'll be out there like working on my farm somewhere in the blue Ridge area. Yeah. And some nice drone, area. some, some like one of those robot jackals is just going to come and kill me. Well, what I do, if I catch one of those robot jackals or drones, I take it and I, I pin it up on the the, house, the log cabin <laughs> as an example for the other drones. Yeah. Not to come I back. Know. Ian, I know you got to run. Yeah, I, I do, man. It's yeah. super fun. Yeah, I appreciate you joining me. me. I'm, I'm going to keep it going for a little bit, but okay. thanks for hanging out. All right. Do you want to tell Follow Ian. Oh, yeah. Reginald. Reginald V. Actor. It's a lot of fun. Uh, just don't spoil the joke for everyone else. Uh, <laughs> just just watch me troll people. It's super fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> All right, see you, Ian. All right, see you. Okay, so a couple more stories I want to talk about. One, uh, what I think is a good story, is Aaron Rodgers was in the news last week because, you know, he said that Jimmy Kimmel might not want – he said Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want the Epstein files to come out. And Jimmy Kimmel got really upset about that, got butt hurt about it. And Kimmel replied by saying he's never met Epstein, he's never – been to his island or whatever. I mean, he sounded very upset that he had never met Epstein, in my opinion. But then he threatened to sue Aaron Rodgers over those claims, which was weird because he's done nothing but make defamatory claims, very specific ones, against Trump and others for years. So there's really no case there, especially when Aaron Rodgers' claim was just very generic. He doesn't want the files to come out. Maybe he's trying to protect his friends. I don't know, but I thought it was just really great because the news media was bashing Rogers for a couple of days. And then yesterday it was reported that Aaron Rodgers was voted the most inspirational Jets uh, teammate by his teammates. And this is a, an award they give out every year. And he got injured at the beginning of the season. If you're a football fan, you know that. But he came back a couple weeks in and he played a role on the sidelines and his his teammates said that for the whole season, there was no one more inspirational than him. And one of them said, I've said it a million times. He loves his teammates and his teammates love him. He's so intentional with how he approaches everybody in the building. He's very thoughtful in a way, uh, in the way he does things. And he's a tremendous human. He's well-deserving of this award. I, I think that that's great. I think it's great that Aaron Rodgers, yeah, look, Aaron Rodgers asks questions. Say what you will about him, whatever. He's a good quarterback. He asks questions and he gets shit for it 
And so it's nice to see him get rewarded by his teammates. Uh, Denver says, I agree with your assessment. Uh, e- e- even so, the fact would suggest, talking about the uh, Metaverse article, the fact would suggest this as a pretext for changing laws is just not adequate uh, as a pretext. Uh, I, it's, yeah, it's adequate. So the culture of it, it's all part of that culture uh, of creating people that will then be organized by their activist to go to their congressperson's office. And this is in the UK, right? And so it's not, it's not here yet that that has happened. But then you talk about how laws in the metaverse would be applied and the crossover. But it's all about creating more victims that you can organize and then use and then weaponize the Bolshevik organizational weapon. And so that's what this plays into. I should have explained that or a little bit clearer at the beginning of it, my thinking on it. But yeah, so not necessarily direct change, just getting enough of that army of people who see everything as a physical attack because of the way they subjectively feel about it. That, that, that's kind of along the lines where I think stories like this uh, are propagated in the news, the, the purpose of them anyway. And all right, now, now I want to talk about the, what is this? Not the JP Morgan ones. Uh, so I haven't read any of these. But there are they, they always do these top 10 lists of what's going to happen like in the next year or what the biggest risks are. And I want to go through one of those with you guys. We'll get rid of that. So it's the top risk of 2024. And let me show this on the screen. We go. It's from the Eurasia group. Top risk of 2024. Let's see here. Eurasia Group's top risks for 2024. This is our annual forecast of the political risks that are most likely to play out over the course of the year. I love how they say most likely to play out. What do they know? They have no idea. Unless they're causing it. You know, then maybe they have a little bit of, of an idea. And uh, skip, skip the overview. Let's see what the beginning of it says. Okay, 2024. Politically, it's the uh, Voldemort. Voldemort, what is that? Voldemort? Is that a like a villain? Voldemir? Did I say that wrong? The year must be named. Must not be named. Three wars will dominate world affairs. Russia versus Ukraine, now in its third year. Israel versus Hamas, now in its third month. And the U.S. versus itself, ready to kick off at any moment. So they're predicting a war in the U.S. And they say the number one risk for 2024 is the United States versus itself. The 2024 election will test American democracy to a degree the nation hasn't experienced in 150 years. Do you guys agree with that? Do, do you, I mean, the way that they're rolling us up to the 2024 election, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I, I don't think most people would want to go if you talk to the average person into some sort of civil war. I think most people are normal. I think they are trying to project these extremes on both sides so they can make it seem normal and create more of them and therefore lead to something like this. If they were to lock up Trump, like actually lock him up or actually kick him off the presidential ballots, then that's like a provocation that is going to push some people into actually trying to get the civil war that I think they want the civil war too, Denver. I think that's exactly what they want. And this, 
January 6th thing and as part of trying to provoke it. And uh, I'm of the opinion, at least based on most people who support MAGA that I know, they're very aware of this and they're mostly measured. And I'm sure there's some that I don't know that aren't. But when you know you're being targeted by the feds and you're, you've been called a domestic extremist and, and terrorist, then you're going to be very measured in your actions. And, and I think it's kind of like the Russia-Ukraine thing where they just surrounded Russia and they, they provoked them over and over again. And they talk about this in these think tanks, the, the Chatham House, the Brookings Institution. They, they admit that they provoked Russia into invading Ukraine. And I, it's almost like that. It's almost like what can we do to try and get some of these people that we can identify as MAGA to do something that provokes uh, uh, so, I mean, they're already riling up the other side. And maybe it's just a false flag. They get people to dress up as them. But you're right. They absolutely want it. The number two risk, I can't imagine what, I need to bounce around, but I do wonder what's going to happen with 2024. We haven't reached the climax yet of all of this. They did drive Russia and China together. Absolutely right. What is the climax of this? Is this the third act? So the tension's not going to, uh, you know, dissipate. Not yet. Where does it peak? And, and they're trying very hard to provoke an explosive peak, in my opinion. I think this has been part of the Great Reset plan all along. It was to turn America against itself and to weaken it on the world stage and to raise up China on the world stage so that they can just restructure their new world order and their control mechanisms. And number two, they say the Middle East on the brink, that's obviously another role. That's another great reset factor right there. The region is a tinderbox and the number of players carrying matches makes the risk of escalation exceptionally high. So I think it's interesting that number two here plays a, a, a factor in number one because the way that number two has been reported in the United States has been nothing but divisive. I mean, nothing but devices. There was that protester that died because the, the two sides were fighting and they were both sent there by, they were direct action protesters sent there by organizers who weren't on the front lines. Denver says, the destruction of the world's reserve currency of the dollar to give the way to the global C CBDC. Yeah, all of these factors uh, are pointing to, it's like, you know, you, you look at history at when, Nations collapse or they lose their, their power on the global stage. And it seems so easy to see from an outside perspective, from far away. Harder to see when you're in it and maybe even harder to know what to do at times. And I, I don't necessarily think we're collapsing, but I think they're trying to make us collapse. I think they would love to have us collapse. I think Joe Biden is the best guy they can have in there to do that right now. And number three risk for 2024 is uh, partitioned Ukraine. Ukraine will be de facto partitioned this year, an unacceptable outcome for Ukraine and the West that will nevertheless become reality. So it just states that as an unacceptable outcome. Well, who are they to, de to decide that? Well, who are they to decide that that's an unacceptable outcome for the people of Ukraine, wh whose entire youthful generation has been killed in this war, they were forced to go fight it. These, these people, they think they're so smart 
and they think they're so much better than everybody. Number four, the risk of ungoverned AI. Wow. Breakthrough in artificial intelligence will move much faster than governance efforts. Okay. This has been their, their talking point about AI ever since the beginning. It's going to move too fast, and we need to, need to govern it. That's why they had those guys come in to speak to Congress. I think AI sucks. I think some of the images are good. They're funny. They're obviously AI, usually. All right, some of the images are good. They can fool you if you're not looking for it. Not most of them. But the AI writing, and the, they're terrible. It's all terrible. It's very bad. It's not, I mean, it's like fifth grade level, like you're talking to Santa Claus on the AOL chatbot. Number five, the risk of the axis of rogues. Oh, that's a new term for it. Deeper alignment and mutual support between Russia, Iran, and North Korea will pose a growing threat to the global stability. So I love how they changed it to the axis of rogues. They probably should have left it axis of evil because axis of rogues makes it sound cooler. They have a picture of, uh, of the leaders of those countries. Number six risk is no China recovery. Any green shoots in the Chinese economy will only raise false hopes of a recovery as economic constraints and political dynamics prevent a durable growth rebound. I'm not sure what to make of that one. Let's think about that one. All right, number seven. The fight for critical minerals. Scramble for critical minerals will heat up as importers and exporters intensify their use of industrial policies and trade restrictions. And, and this goes to the global economy again, maybe even some of the oil underneath th- these countries that are you know, engulfed in war. Risk number eight, no room for error. The global inflation shock that began in 2021 will continue to exert powerful economic and political drag in 2024. In- inflation is, everybody has been awful. You can't go to the grocery store without spending 80 bucks. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I know that the CBDC, I know that the Bitcoin ETFs, there's a lot going on in the economy that they're trying to kind of wrangle control over. And I I was an economics major and journalism journalism major in college, but I I honestly, I I don't know enough about that to really understand the broader impact that that it's going to have other than, you know, make sure you got enough uh, storable food and water. They do have the power to clap some of this stuff and cripple people, but that would also cripple out. They would also cripple the production they're getting from it. So they don't want to do that completely. Not 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 in some regions anyway. Hopefully not here. Risk number nine: El Nino, El Nino is back. A powerful El Nino climate pattern will bring extreme weather events that cause food insecurity and increase. Haven't we been afraid of El Nino for years? I mean, this is some bullshit thing. Number ten: risky business. Companies will companies who are caught in the crossfire of the U.S. culture wars will see their decision-making autonomy limited and their cost of doing business uh, right. Uh, give me a break. Their autonomy was limited when they all sucked the D uh, of BlackRock with the ESG standards where they were getting bribed to screw their customers over. They no longer had to appeal to their customer base because they were getting paid off enough by BlackRock to push woke culture into the mainstream or try to anyway. And it has failed thus far. It has failed badly. And they're trying to restructure some of that. And they'll just do it, uh, try to do it under a new name. But there's been laws that have been implemented in a number of states that have gone against the ESG thing, that have forbidden 
some of these companies to invest some of their uh, um, portfolios money into ESG companies without them knowing it because it goes against what the shareholders want. And ESG, I, I think what they're talking about are the actual good laws in the U.S. that have pushed back against that. ESG is awful. Social credit score. Let's see. Yeah, I studied economics, uh, Denver, and you know I was good at it in college. But I, I look at all the information now, and I'm just like, I don't. Do I remember anything I learned? It can be overwhelming sometimes. I was good at it, but I wasn't like one of those like economic minds like some people are. Some people are just really brilliant at it. Let's see here. I think that's it. Oh, red hearings. The U.S.-China crisis, populist takeover of, Euro of European politics, the BRICS versus the G7. So those are all they say are red hearings. All right, whatever. I, I think most of that is probably less of what is going to happen in 2024 and more of what they would like to happen. So it's like you, you make a vision statement, and if you make that vision statement, you keep it top of mind, all of your actions will propel you towards that. I think that's like what these type of documents are for these people. And I think the more that we are aware of it, the, the less it could happen. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, do you think any of that stuff is plausible for 2023? El Nino means the Nino. <laughs> That's right. That is what El Nino means, Dana. The Nino. What, what, has El Nino done lots of damage to anything? I just, sometimes I tune out about I don't want to say tune out, but I know that we have done damage to the earth that we live on. I mean, obviously, you can you know, do things that harm an environment, but we haven't done what they have told us that we've done and that we're all going to be destroyed. They've just lied to us about climate change over and over again. Whenever I hear stuff like El Nino, I'm just like, oh, shut Like I, I plug my ears and I say la, 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 la until they're done talking. All right, not the secret UFO meeting. I, I want to do one more story before we get out of here. Actually, here's what I'm going to do before we get out of here. I'm going to play you guys uh, if it works. Hopefully it works. So we have Dee's Laughs, who uh, is a supporter of the show, a friend of mine, cool guy, who does a lot of DJ remixing and comedy stuff. And he made a song that he says was inspired by the no agenda show and uh, the propaganda report. And I, I wanted to share it. Cause I think it's super cool. I want you guys to hear it. And I think that's better to go out on than more. So here we go. So check it out. This is from D's laughs. Hopefully this plays right. Now tune in to the booster grand ball with the DJ who never fumbles the ball. Never worry. You're in the capable hands. Adam Curry. Casualties mentioned so casually. Answer the question, go, nah, that's a Ramaswamy. Cosplay in World War III, are you kidding me? Limited war from afar, it's hard to hear, much less see. Lester Holt is adult, we win, they lose. Wishful thinking, not a policy, but another ruse. This is wishful thinking, not a policy, but another ruse. Showing off the weapons of war on cable TV. Where are they bombing next for all of us to see? Tugging at our heartstrings with the stories of these beheaded babies being talked about so flippantly. No evidence or proof of follow up questions needed to be asked. Proportionate is not necessary. People are aghast, take to the streets. And if you ask, politicians are just showing the ass. 
Stance is a fan of Prince, yo, I suppose the heels cutting throats for votes. We've got to stop the steal, but Tim Scott doesn't have a shot. Krispy Kreme, Chris Christie, I think not. Nukem Nikki is no darling Haley, and she's mad. Always horny for war like Usher, girl, you got it bad. Saying you've got it, you've got it. Brad Binkley reporting real-time propaganda. He does with Monica Perez, he take a gander. Yeah, the, the news is stupid. They make news out of nothing. It's Edward Bernays' model of bullshit. I said the Taiwan is next. The U.S. looking to flex. The Speaker of the House is distributing taxpayers' checks next. Send a text if you want to donate to the Red Cross. And I'm good, nah, I just picked up my cross. Lives are broken and the family scattered to the winds. Against the will of the people, official committing unspeakable sins. Middle class never wins. Citizens are blowing in the wind and the rubber lies in countries. I said the rubber lies in countries looking like expensive garbage bins. Peacefully protesting has gotten us here. Boycott the bankers, man, the people even couldn't stop drinking but like beer. Steer clear from anyone who isn't clear on what a man is. I've never heard such clear, concise truth. Ask yourself, why are the women nowadays acting so mannish? We don't want to talk about our health unless it's necessary. Isolation in the family is really scary. Neocons treating us like neopons, treating us like light switches, like to turn us off and back on. Divide and rule, what will it spawn? Deconstruct the media, cause we don't like Decepticons. No agenda, 2 p.m. Thursday and Sundays, you're giving out so many truth bombs. Very cool. That was Horny for War from uh, D's Lass. Awesome. And before I get out of here, I just want to put it out to you guys. What, what do you guys think of this plane crash where the they say window, but a door blew off that for some reason continues to be in the news along with other stories about how uh, airplanes are going to fall out of the sky. It, it's just, it's weird to me. The story in general is just like, I don't really like to fly anyway, but it was like a replacement door and it just blew off. And they say that the decompression, it was so powerful that it sucked the shirt off of one of the children that were on the plane and it sucked everybody's, you know, their cell phone just went shooting off. That, that part I thought was just ridiculous because if everybody's cell phone would have gone flying out of that hole in the plane, then we would have lost dozens of people who would have unbuckled themselves and gone after it because there's no way people aren't letting their cell phones go down without them. They're going to fly through the air, capture their cell phone and then smash to the ground. And while they would not survive, there is a story today that says iPhone survives 615 foot drop after Alaska airlines panel blows out mid flight. So maybe this is all just an ad for the iPhone that you'll die, your iPhone will survive, and people can read all your creepy stuff on there afterwards. Who found this iPhone? It says on Saturday, one of Alaska Airlines' planes had a window uh, blow out in midair, forcing that emergency landing. And despite the shock, no one got hurt. How does no one get hurt in that? Oh, uh, says, okay, so there's been a post that's gone viral because the iPhone was found intact near Beaverton, Oregon. And uh, according to Seanathan, his name is Seanathan, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N. Who names their kid Seanathan? Seanathan Bates 
found an iPhone from the Alaska airline flight on the side of the road. It was in airplane mode with half a battery uh, power and uh, open to a baggage claim for this flight. So the person was looking at his baggage claim as this happened. And the phone, which had a case and screen protector, was intact. Interestingly, while the case and the screen protector looked good as new, there was just a tiny issue, a broken off charger plug still inside it. Hmm. I just don't buy that people aren't grabbing their cell phones or holding their cell phones or having them in their pocket. Everybody didn't have their cell phones sitting on the plane a food tray for them to fly out. And if the cell phones flew out, surely purses and other things flew out. Nobody mentioned any of that. And it says everything is working just fine on this phone. Your phone falls 6,000 feet and everything's working just fine. I had a phone get run over by a car a few months ago. Not working just fine. So it's better to drop your cell phone out of a plane mid-flight than it is to have it run over by a car. So this guy who found it, what was his name again? Shonathan. Uh, Shonathan. It's kind of a weird name. Uh, he says that he called the National Transportation Society board and the agency said another functional phone from the plane was found, although we don't know. I don't know what brand it was. So maybe, maybe it was uh, not an Apple phone, but no, nobody cares about those. How did this guy know that it was from the plane? Like, how, how did this guy find a cell phone and say, I better call the National Transportation Safety Board because I just found this cell phone? I mean, most people, they found a cell phone. They'd go pawn it or, or maybe they try and call somebody on the phone list who would tell them who maybe that's what he did it's just a weird thing to know to do to call the national transportation safety board it says that the person who lost the phone after the incident it was an iphone 14 pro so it wasn't one of the titanium ones it wasn't one of the 15 models where they do the asteroid flying in and then they say your phone is made out of an asteroid I don't want a phone made out of an asteroid. And if they can make one phone like that that's indestructible, they can make all phones indestructible. They just don't, so people pay more and buy a new one every year. They're full of shit. Well, Apple claims their technology... This is an Apple ad. Their, their, tech, their Shield technology brings the toughest screen to a smartphone. The company probably hasn't tested many 16,000-foot drops. This is so stupid. You can turn everything into an ad. Yeah, nobody calls the NTSB when they find a random cell phone. You're right, Denver. When I found my cell phone after it got run over by car, I didn't realize it was mine because I thought mine was in my car because I had run out of gas. And I had a gas tank in my car. And I, I, I went out and started walking towards a, a gas station. I've run out of gas many times in my life. And... I go get the gas and I'm coming back carrying this big tank. It wasn't very far. And I see this car racing, just flying up the off ramp and it hits something. And the thing that it hits flies into the air and lands right by my foot. And I look down at it and I'm like, Hey, that, that that's, that's the smartphone. And I pick it up and I'm like, is that my smartphone? And I'm like, Pat in my pockets going, there's no way, there's no way this is my smartphone. And so I held on to it. 
And I went to look in my car and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I, I eventually figured out that it was mine. I, I thought, I mean, it was so destroyed that I couldn't tell. But I was able to get it to turn on a little bit. And the case, when I went and found the case, which was in the middle of the road still, I realized it was mine. But my first instinct was not, I better call the NTSB. Maybe this fell from a plane. And there's people hanging on for dear life. And a kid's shirt might be falling down at some point. What? It's just so weird with the shirt being sucked out. Just one kid's shirt, they say, was sucked out. And nobody happened to be sitting in the aisle where that panel went off. I, I just don't know what they're trying to convey with these stories. Are they just trying to sell Apple iPhones? Or are they trying to create even more fear around flying? I personally am not a big fan of flying anyway. But the, the news lately is just screaming to not fly at all. Okay, I think that's going to be it for today. I'll, I'll save the secret UFO meeting story for tomorrow. I think we can do that tomorrow. I hope everybody's having a, a good new year so far. And I'm not watching the college football national championship because I have, I've, I stopped watching that in 1990 after George Tech won. So it's been a long time. So some, some of you guys might go enjoy some of that right now. I appreciate you guys watching the show and, and commenting. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.